to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, I have been talking about the great wealth transfer. I have been talking about how to look in your hand and see what you have and look at it with the spirit of gratitude and have God bless it instead of you cursing it. Talking about your shortcomings, your what you don't have, but looking at what you have and how that opens up the the ability for you to walk in what ownership faith right and we've talked about understanding that because of the blood of Christ Jesus that blood that he shed for each and every one of us that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus so our spirit man is perfect and it is sealed by the holy spirit right so all of these come to play in preparing us for the great wealth transfer. And of course, one of the later things that I've been talking about is representation, that God operates in the principle of representation. For example, we are under Adam, right? When you're born, you're, you're born under Adam. And because Adam represented mankind, the Adams represented mankind, that's Adam and Eve, the Adams, we, we fell under the curse of the earth because of their disobedience, right? So when we were born, we were born with a dead spirit. We, we did not have, our spirit was not alive. And we had a flesh and we had a soul, a body and a soul. But our spirit was dead. But when, once we accepted the second Adam, which was Christ Jesus, the, the principle of re- representation takes effect again. This time for the good, right? Because he was, he was blameless. He was pure. He was holy. He is the Son of God, and His blood paid for all our sins, all our transgressions, our iniquities. It takes care of all the curses in the earth, all the sickness and the disease, all the lack and poverty. It covers it all. His blood is holy and pure. It is God's blood, and that blood enabled us to quicken and give us a new Spirit, a new creation in Christ Jesus. That quickened spirit is the same quickened spirit that quickened us, is the same spirit that raised Jesus, Yahshua Mashiach, Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior from the grave, raised Lazarus from the grave, um, made the blind able to see, the deaf able to hear, the mute able to speak. This is important. Important. We need to understand the, the principle of representation. And of course, the deeper revelation that the Father had given me is that you can't, you, you receive by the way you perceive. Now, let me say that again. You receive by the way you what? Perceive. Okay? So, 
you receive by the way you perceive. So what does that really mean? If you perceive people in a good way, you you think highly of those individuals, you you welcome their presence, you love them, you appreciate them, um, you um, honor them, right? Then you're able to receive the the blessings, the gifts that God has stored in them is is able to be transferred to you. Okay, so that's a good way, but it works the other way as well. If your perception, if you perceive that that this person is treacherous, if you perceive this person is evil, if you perceive this this person doesn't mean you. Well, it doesn't, it wants to do you harm and they're deceptive. There's deceit. There's deception. Then when they communicate to you and try to give you something, then you, your perception of them will make it impossible for you to receive from them. Now, let's just say that all this information that you have about this individual is wrong. The enemy does this a lot. He puts a lot of stuff in people's minds about people and he causes alienation. He's he's Satan is really good on division. He's good on racism and and prejudice and evil and hurting and all these kind of things. And he can set things up so that somebody who genuinely cares about you and has got your back, but because of maybe one one mistake they made in dealing with you, you don't trust them, but they genuinely are trying to help you. It could be very detrimental to you. It could be extremely costly. Why? Because God has put something in that individual to help you, but you, you don't walk in forgiveness. You are offended and this enables you not to receive and therefore you cannot go to the next level. And God does that a lot. I never forget. I had an incident where an individual had really done something very untrustworthy and it cost me $14 million. So that was something I really had to get through, but I, I, the Holy spirit was able to help me work through it. And I forgave that individual and I was able to receive from her when I met her. She, she gave me, um, uh, introduction to someone in, in Washington DC and it was very beneficial. It was very, it was a blessing to me, but I would not have been able to receive it if I had not worked through it. So, so here comes the quandary, right? Here comes the issue. We have to trust God. We sometimes have to open up ourselves and make ourselves vulnerable to the very people that we don't trust in order to go to the what? To the next level, right? So we have to trust God that He will protect us, that we have to open ourselves up to... um to receive from that individual. And this goes back to the principle of 
representation. The principle of representation. (laughs) How we perceive the representative that God sends to us dictates whether or not we're going to be blessed, whether or not we're going to go to the next level. And Jesus demonstrated this when when he went to Nazareth to to heal the sick, to make the blind able to see, to let the deaf be able to hear, let the mute be able to speak, to cast out demons like the seven demons that he cast out of Mary Magdalene. Right. So, but when he, I mean, he had been doing this all across Jerusalem, all across Judea, all all across, went across the lake of Galilee and, you know, did it over there with the man with the 2000 lesions of demons in his body. Yes, he, I mean, he, Jesus did it all. He raised Lazarus from the dead. But when he got to his hometown, because of their perception of him, because of how they perceived him, this is Joseph's son. This is Mary's son. By the way, Mary, you know she was pregnant before she married Joseph. Who knows who Jesus' father's is. Can you imagine the snickering, the talk that was done behind closed doors about Mary and Joseph concerning Jesus? Jesus knew this, right? So when Jesus came to Nazareth, he wanted to do so much for the people. He loved these people. These are the people that he grew up with. These are the people that he loved. And he couldn't, he could do hardly no miracles there. It says it clearly in the Bible. He was unable to do any miracles there, right? So why? He hadn't changed. He was still God. Jesus was still 100% God, 100% human, right? He was both. And he came to save the world, not to hurt the world, not to curse the world, not to destroy the world. The first, the first coming, Jesus came to save the world. He had a different spirit. But because of these people's limitations on how they perceived Jesus, limited them on receiving the gift of Jesus that he had in him. So people died sooner than they should have because they didn't welcome and receive the gift of healing from Jesus. People who were blind stayed blind because they were not, did not welcome the gift in Jesus. They perceived Jesus improperly and was unable to receive their healing and their sight be restored to them. They could not, they they stayed deaf. Why? Because they were unable to perceive Jesus properly and therefore receive the gift that was in him, which was the healing of of their deafness so that they could hear. Do you hear what I'm saying here? So what does this have to do with us today? Well, it has a lot to do with us today. It basically says that we have missed, probably you and I both, 
have missed opportunities, have missed the gifts that God has for us because of how we perceived people and and do not understand the principle of representation. I never forget that I, you know, was a homeless man and, you know, I, I gave him some something and and he turned around and blessed me. It was so powerful. This was inside of him. Right. I was able to receive it, you know, because I didn't just I knew that just because this man was homeless didn't mean that he was always homeless. And one time he had a home at one time he had a, a mother, a father, brothers, sisters, wife, kids. I, he had a life, but he had a fall and this fall put him in a place where he was homeless. So basically when he pronounced the blessing over me, I was like, wow, that's was inside that man. And I thank God that I perceived him correctly. I didn't look down on him. I didn't see myself better than him. Why? Because, but for the grace of God, there I go. But for the grace of God, I could be homeless. But for the grace of God, I could be on the streets. But for the grace of God. So we need to check ourselves and make sure that we're not missing out on every good and perfect gift that God has for us. We need to make sure that we perceive properly and understand the principle of representation that God can use anybody, anything. He can use your enemies. He can use your family. He can use your friends. He can use any and everybody to get a blessing, to get a word to you. And we need to keep the slate Clean. We need to forgive quickly. We need to not be offended so easily. And we need to bless those who curse us. Bless those who treacherously deal with us. This is why God says you must love your enemy. It goes deeper than what we understand. I'm just not grasping a little bit of it right now. This is why God says love your enemy. Bless those who curse you. Why? Because it keeps you clean so that you can receive from that very enemy. That very person may be the launch pad for your success. I know this is kind of heavy and it's kind of twisty because the flesh, our natural inclination is to not trust, is to not um receive from people right so i i i wanted to share this with you because i think this is very critical to what is about to happen to us uh there was a the holy spirit just brought to remembrance a very powerful but true story um one of the founders of john hopkins he was a young man at the time, and at the time he was had he had a long walk. He had to walk back and forth from home to um, the institute. You know, he was trying to get his education, get get his degree as a, as a medical doctor. So he had some hard times, some lean times, where he pushed on through. And one time it was a very hard in the day, in the night. 
had fallen. He was trying to get home and he saw in the distance a a little house, wooden house with the light on. And he just walked and he just said, I'm so thirsty. I'm so tired. So he went and knocked on the door and a beautiful African-American woman came to the back door. And and he said, ma'am, can I just have a glass of water? And what she ended up doing was she went to the kitchen and she brought him back a large cold glass of milk. And it was delicious. I mean, he said it just revitalized him. It was food and liquid. And and he never forgot it. Right. Years later, that same he never forgot her. Years later, that same woman came into the John Hopkins Institute um, and she was her daughter was with her and she was very ill and she had to stay there for a long time. And they did all kinds of treatment on her and they knew that the bill was going to be astronomical, but they were willing to pay. Right. So what ended up happening? Um, she didn't rec- she didn't recognize the man because it was a long time ago when he was a young boy. Now he was an older, prestigious, one of the founders of John Hopkins. And when he got when she got the bill, the daughter explained that they would be making payments and they thanked him so much for saving their mother from near death. And on the bill was written, paid in full by a glass of cold milk. Perceive, how do you perceive the gift that's in you? The the African-American woman, she was just doing an act of kindness. She didn't care that he was a white male. She saw a young man thirsty and hungry and tired. And she had a heart of compassion for him. It didn't matter what race he he was. It didn't matter that he was a male or whatever. None of that mattered to her. She showed the love of Christ Jesus by giving him a glass of milk. She perceived him correctly and he perceived her correctly. And when it was time to pay that astronomical bill. It was paid by a glass of cold milk. I look at my life and I look at the divine connections that God has given me through time. Divine connections of men and women who basically were in higher higher exalted positions than I was in. And they, they basically loved on me and nurtured me and mentored me and tried to help me. Right. So this is what I'm talking about. How do you perceive people and how do you, how you enable yourself to receive? So you need to look. And so this newest thing that I'm doing is I'm asking God, I want to look at people with spiritual eyes. I don't want to see their flesh. I don't want to see it. I want to see through spiritual eyes. I want to see them as God sees them. And guess what? God loves everybody on planet 
earth. God the Father, Daddy God, you hey, vai, hey, He loves every single human being on this planet. Why? Because He created them. He is the one that created each and every one of them. Thus, they came through the vessel of their parents. The body did. But that spirit, that soul, came from God, right? And God has a deep hunger, a deep desire to be loved by His children, to be loved by His creation. Daddy God, you hey, wants a family. And Jesus, His only begotten Son, Christ Jesus, gave Him His heart's desire. And it was a family, but it cost Him His life on this earth. Jesus, it cost Jesus His, all of His blood, His body. He gave His body and His blood for His Father and for us. Cause without Jesus Christ's death on, on Golgotha or Calvary, depending on which one you want to say, without his death, we would not be reconciled to the Father. Daddy God, you is holy, 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 and he cannot, he cannot be in the presence of sin. He can't. And that's why it is imperative that we accept the blood of Christ Jesus. We accept the grace of the Father, the grace of the Son, and the grace of the Lord God, Holy Spirit. And we accept His blood for the forgiveness of our sins, which enables us to be in Christ Jesus, to be made into a new creation in Christ Jesus, to have the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And now this righteous, new, clean spirit can commune, can fellowship, can be with the Father. We are a gift from Jesus to the Father because He wants a family. He wants a family so very much. He wants to love us. He has a good plan for us. But we need to perceive the Father correctly. That has been the biggest trick of Satan. The most devastating thing that he has done to mankind is that he has tried to paint the picture of the Father as being angry and ruthless and horrible and God's going to get you because you have sinned and all of that. That's, he's really talking about himself. That's Satan. You look at the cruelty that Satan did to Jesus, the only begotten son of the father. That should tell you a lot how he was whipped almost to death, put a crown of thorns and his beard plucked out. He was spat on, ridiculed, treated like scum. That's Satan. That's what he wants to do to each and every one of us. Oh, yeah. He wants to put us on a cross and crucify us if he could. He wants to. Steal the word of God from us. Steal, kill, and destroy us. Destroy our dreams. Destroy our families. Destroy our legacy. Destroy our destiny. That's what he wants. But God, the Father, he wants us to have the abundant life. He has a good plan for us. Above all, he wants us to prosper and to be in good health. He wants us, our souls to prosper. 
He wants us to have good mental health, good emotional health, good spiritual health. He wants us to be wealthy. I was just listening one of my um one of my spiritual um leaders who's been befriending me and teaching me and mentoring me. He sent me a video just yesterday from Miles Monroe who um is a wonderful um, prophet of God and has gone on to be with the Lord with his wife from the Bahamas. And Miles Monroe, he, I mean, he talked about, are you poor? Are you rich? Or are you wealthy? And he really, he broke it down to a poor person pursues money. A poor, a poor person pursues money. A rich person pursues things. They, what about their car, their house, their clothes? But a wealthy person pursues ideas. Uh, a poor person basically um, pursues money, gathers up money. A rich person stores up riches. A wealthy person creates money, creates wealth. It, you know, and... How would I get that information if I did not have the right perspective? I really admire this this man. I really um, think very highly of him, right? And I, I appreciate any and all things that he does for me. So when he gives me something to listen to, I, I listen to it immediately. As soon as it hit my email, I open it up and listen to it. And guess what? I was blessed. It, it's, it's more information to help me get closer to what? Re- preparing for the great wealth transfer. To understand that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. To understand and perceive what I have in my hands and not curse it. Not curse it like... Philip and Andrew did with the two fish and the five loaves of bread. They said it's not enough. Jesus blessed it, lifted up to the Father and looked at it with spiritual eyes and saw it feeding over 20,000 people. Hmm. And understanding that we have ownership faith. We have ownership faith, but we have to clean up our perception. We need to understand the principle of representation and therefore this is going to get us closer to the great wealth transfer and we won't miss out on so many different opportunities. Yes, yes. I don't want to end this Broadcast what I saying Romans 10 9 That is if you confess with your mouth The Lord Jesus and believe in your heart That God has raised him from the dead You will be saved Thank you for once again Joining me On Enter the Glory Zone On 94.1 FM Wave 94 Dr. Edith Davis To be